Welcome to the Defend the Fort podcast, brought to you by the Fort A. State University Alumni Association. Hey, Tiger fans. This is Katie Wagner, a sophomore at Fort Hayes State and a member of your Lady Tiger basketball team. As a student who has received scholarship support, please know how blessed I feel to have the financial burden lifted while pursuing a degree in accounting and getting to play the sport that I love. Your support is changing the lives of students like myself. For those who have not made a gift to Fort Hayes State University this year, please support the fort by visiting foundation.fhsu.edu today. Go Tigers! It's time for Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network. Tiger Talk, live from the Golden Q in Hayes. The Golden Q, dining, billiards, and a whole lot more. Two blocks east of campus, the Golden Q. If the game is on, we're open. Tiger Talk is also brought to you by these premier Tiger sponsors. Golden Belt Bank of Hayes and Alice, banking one story at a time. The Hayes Med Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, and compassion all right here. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. BTI, your John Deere dealer in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Ness City, and Pratt. BTI, our family in partnership with your family. The Taco Shop, dine-in, carry-out, or delivery. You've never had it so good. GNL Tire and Automotive, complete automotive service and repair, and tires for all driving needs. Hey, good afternoon, and welcome into Tiger Talk. Gerard Welbrock with you. We'll be talking some softball with head coach Adrian Pilkington. Head baseball coach Jared Gadale joins us a little bit later on in the program. We are live again today at the Golden Q, two blocks east of campus. Of course, the Golden Q, the game's on, they're open. They've got their daily uh, burger and uh, daily food and drink specials. What is their burger of the month and a whole lot more? So uh, stop on by. Uh, they'll have uh, some women's basketball on tonight. Of course, baseball opening day getting closer. Big games of the NCAA tournament coming up this weekend. They'll have them on here at the Golden Q, just two blocks east of campus. If the game's on, they are open. And uh, we're going to talk a little softball now as we bring in the head coach of the Tigers, Adrian Pilkington. The Tigers uh, played a couple of games up in Kearney on Saturday, and uh, um, Loper's having a great season right now tied for first. And a couple of tight battles, just couldn't quite uh, get over the hump and uh, get wins in those two games on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, we definitely set ourselves up to uh, come out with those wins. It's just we made a few mistakes in the field and then, um, you know, just kind of got away from us on a few little blue pits from Carney that we just, you know, you can't cover. It's just <laughs> fielders are just a little too far away from them. So, um, you know, set ourselves up to go up there and, and play a couple good games, and, and I think we did do that. We just need to learn how to come out on top. Yeah, and, and give them credit. They've they've turned things around. They're having a great season. We mentioned tied for first in the MIAA. They, they've pitched it really well up to this point of the season. Yeah, um, they just kind of got a bad time to play Carney. You know, just a little hot streak, and, you know, they're they're a pretty scrappy group. Um, they, they always play hard. You know, whether they're up 10 or down 10, they always play hard. And, uh, you know, that was something, you know, some of the new kids saw firsthand, uh, you know, for the first time going up there this year. Well, and we talked about it last week with so many young players, a lot of these 
these are first experiences, and and uh, and you just hope that they they learn, I guess, from all these experiences, and eventually you get in some of these situations. Uh, the outcome will be different, but but there is a there's a process when you have so many young kids on your roster playing a lot of a lot of key roles in this team. Yeah, and they're just you know they're seeing things for the first time. They're seeing high level and high pace for the first time, and they got to understand you know what it means to go in there and play a full seven innings and learn to close out a game, and um, you know that you can't just put up runs in in one offensive inning and not continue to try to strike throughout the game and I think that's kind of what bit us a little bit have you noticed any changes or maybe maturation in in some of those young players I don't know it's different for every person but have you seen maybe some signs that hey they're starting to get it here a little bit yeah I mean we definitely have some kids that are that are doing a good job for us um, you know in the field and we've started to see some bats come around Uh, you know our batting average in the last couple weeks has gone up about 30 points so as a team you know we're seeing some improvement there and working on some of that Um, you know we have a couple kids that are young in the lineup uh, that are you know lower average but high RBI kids Um, they're driving in some runs for us so uh, Regan Curry's kind of coming around offensively for us, and she plays a really nice shortstop. Uh, she's an exceptional defender out there. And uh, Maddie Pierce has hit the ball pretty well for us um, all season long. It's just sometimes she struggles to find a hole. Um, but, again, still driving in runs and, and doing things to help the team. Yeah, Curry had three hits in, in the doubleheader, and that's certainly a good sign and exciting and uh, obviously a key defensive position as well. And yeah. and we talk about it. I mean, you got you got to do it all. But, boy, especially in softball, being good in the field, good defensively, you've been pretty solid that here the last mm-hmm. several years, such a key element. Yeah, it is. You know, I think it's been the thing that's kept us in games. It's won us games. It's uh, been something that we can, you know, pride ourselves in and, and kind of know that we're going to go out there and, and, hey, um, you know, no matter what, we're going to make some good plays. We're going to make, you know, almost all the routine ones, and we're going to give them a battle out there. And I would think that's a lot of it. Make the routine play. Obviously, you make the spectacular play. Everybody who's in Oz and, and remembers that. But it's a lot of times uh, the routine ground balls. You don't make the play. That ends up biting you and costing you game. Yeah, yeah. And it actually did, you know, this weekend. We had a couple mistakes in the field. And, you know, again, if we could add a little better offensive push, maybe those don't bite you quite as much. But, um, you know, you find out really quick how, you know, one ground ball can change the game. Well, and. You know, a lot of times it's getting, we talked about it with Coach Cadeo last week, getting out of an inning with two outs, making yeah. that key play. It's sometimes how that, that can snowball and lead to lead to more to where then it's hard to come back in. Yeah, and, you know, it's just it's it's not an excuse. We've come off playing a lot of turf um, here at the first half of the season, and now we're on dirt, and we're just we're just trying to kind of pound them with ground balls and, and make them make those plays because it's just a lot different. Yeah. Um, you know, you get to sit back and you get to play a long hop instead of going and getting a short hop, and some of the little things that you know we're we're battling to get back to that aggressiveness on the field yeah how challenging is it uh, and you were saying more facilities have turf but yet not everyone will mm-hmm. it, just the the difference in playing on turf as to opposed to a natural dirt surface how does the ball react what is the big difference in the two um you know i think it's just a little bit of the speed initially um and then the way just like your first hop comes off the bat so it's just like I said, you know, on the turf field, you have a lot better idea of if you're going to get a clean long hop versus if you're going to have to gonna go get it and get a high short hop. Um, you know, the turf, you can manipulate your footwork a little bit better to create that space and, and get the ball you want. Where on dirt, you know, that kind of dictates it for you. The ball tells you how you need to play it. And, um, you know, we didn't quite make those reads as good as we needed to. 
Well, and it seems like on turf, it's more of a true bounce. You get a more true hop. And, yeah. and, and a lot of times, the, for whatever reason, it seems like it sucks that ball down. You get more yeah. more ground balls instead of maybe the choppers or bouncers. Yeah, a lot cleaner. It's just, you know, dirt. You, you can never anticipate a bad hop on, <laughs> you know, on, on dirt. So you just got to make sure that you're putting yourself in good space to field that ball uh, so that that doesn't bounce up and, and eat yet. But, um, you know, it's just lessons learned and things that we need to do a little bit better job of and uh, something we're spending a lot of time on right now because I think, you know we've got a good little stretch here where we're we're not on turf mm-hmm. for quite a while, so it's something we gotta we gotta work at. Easier to convert. You practice on dirt, obviously. Easier to go to turf, or if you're on turf, is it is it more difficult to go to the dirt field? It's harder to go back to dirt. It's you know it's a lot easier to you know adjust for the turf. You're just you're gonna get clean hops, and you're gonna be able to make mistakes as a fielder and recover a lot quicker. Once you get yours, how are you going to handle that next seat? When you, once you get a turf field, I mean, are you going to yeah, find a place yeah. to go out there and just still do some ground balls yeah, and get used to it? we'll find the worst field we can possibly <laughs> find, and we'll take some hard ground balls off of it, I think, is what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll just go over, you know, just outside the ballpark there yeah. and take some ground balls on the – We'll head the, out to Glassman, I think. <laughs> That's probably a good, <laughs> a good one. But, yeah, certainly uh, the, the game is changing in that regard, and, and obviously it will be a nice addition, but it does uh, take into the competition a little bit. Tigers losing a couple to Carney. We'll talk more about those games. We'll look ahead to the week. Fort A State on the road this weekend. Conference games at Pitt State and Missouri Southern. Again, a reminder, you can chime in with a question. You can uh, get a chance to win a $25 gift card from the Golden Q. All you have to do is go to FHSUathletics.com. That is the official Fort A State Athletics website. Uh, go to fans. You'll get a drop-down menu there on the very bottom. You'll see Ask the Coach. Submit your question, and if we use it, uh, you'll be in the running for that $25 gift certificate here from the Golden Q. Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by Golden Belt Bank. Here to make every story shine brighter. It's the way they do banking, one story at a time. Check them out at goldenbeltbank.com. We will take a break. We'll have more with softball coach Adrian Pilkington as Tiger Talk continues here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. It's finally here. The Fort Tavern and Patio Bar in downtown Hayes is now open. What is the Fort? Well, let's just say it's unlike anything in western Kansas. The entertainment is off the charts with axe throwing, duck pin bowling, virtual reality, games, food, and drinks, including a 30-tap self-pour beer wall. The Fort is a complete entertainment center. Kids and adults will love the experience. Now open the Fort Tavern and Patio Bar, 109 West 7th, next to Defiance Brewing in downtown Hayes. Midwest Energy is offering a total of 20 scholarships of $1,000 each to high school juniors who live in a home with Midwest Energy service. These scholarships are in place of the normal youth tour trip to Washington, D.C. Applying is easy. No long essays or letters or recommendation. Just complete the online form at mwenergy.com under the community tag before April 8th. Midwest Energy, a customer-owned cooperative, making energy work for you. At BTI, we pride ourselves on providing quality John Deere equipment and customer support. Since 1944, BTI has been serving farmers and commercial operators with mowers, tractors, and compact construction equipment at an affordable price. As a leader in the ag industry, BTI offers complete technology solutions so our farmers can help keep America running. Experience the BTI difference for yourself. Call on BTI. Our family in partnership with your family. 
As an athlete, the one thing you dread most are injuries. They keep you from being the best you can be. That's why for sports injuries, area athletes rely on the Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at Hayes Orthopedic Institute. The trained professionals in sports medicine get you diagnosed and on the road to recovery as quickly as possible. Open Monday and Thursday mornings, 8 to 9. The Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at Hayes Orthopedic Institute will help you be your best. The Sports Injury Walk-In Clinic at Hayes Med, 785-261-7599. Welcome back to Tiger Talk, live at the Golden Q here on this Monday. Tiger Talk presented in part by the Hayes Orthopedic Institute, expertise, technology, and compassion, all right here. That's the Hayes Orthopedic Institute. They're the official team physicians for Fort Hayes State Athletics. Again, live at the Golden Q, two blocks east of campus. If the game's on, they're open. Tigers swept by Nebraska Carney, who's off to a 6-0 conference start and tied for the MIAA lead, losing by scores of five to three and seven to two and right there in both of those you fell behind four to one in that first game and uh, got a two-run fifth inning to get you right back in it and then they tack on that run in the the bottom of the six but uh, showed some good fight and as you kind of alluded to you your guys were were right there just maybe couldn't get a couple key hits down the stretch yeah, to pull up the win we got a little bit you know a little snake bit we hit some balls really hard um they had a couple diving plays we had a runner on third uh least capper came up and she lined out a ball i mean it was right down the left field line and the girl just dove and I mean, just the right place, right time. You know, that ball should be down, uh, you know, pretty much most of the time. But And then we had a couple hard hits to right field that, that their right field that ran down. Um, you know, just hit the ball hard, just needed to find a hole. You mentioned um, Pierce, uh, Maddie Pierce. Uh, she had a big home run to, to get you back in in that two-run uh, fifth inning. And, and, you know, one of those young bats uh, excited about. And uh, that was a clutch at bat for her after you'd scored the one run mm -hmm. to get close to close it to a one-run gap. Yeah, she, she hit the ball pretty well on the day. Um, again, it might not necessarily be reflected in her stats, but, um, you know, hit the ball hard, hit it, hit it hard at a lot of people. Um, and she did come up big with that home run, uh, you know, give us, give us a chance there. Savannah Egger on the mound or in the circle for you went six, two earned runs uh, in, in the contest, uh, four strikeouts, couple of walks, scattering uh, nine hits. Uh, just evaluate how she pitched. Um, you know, I think the thing with Savannah is she she can be um, you know a really good arm for us here as we move forward. Um, you know, uh, I feel like she didn't throw her best mm -hmm. game. And so kind of the message that I keep trying to send to her is, you know, you're producing outs, you're keeping us in games, and, and you haven't quite hit your stride yet. So she's going to be a kid to definitely keep an eye out for. Um, you know, coming up in our future, she's she's got some really good pitches and gets some good movement. So um, she's going to be a, a really strong point for us moving forward. Second game, you end up losing 7-2. to two. You had the lead, one nothing, and... Uh, Two to one at one point early on in that contest. They got some some runs late, and you got the <laughs> excuse me early lead. But boy, just to find a way to find one more hit. I mean, that first inning could have been a lot bigger, and who knows yeah. how it goes. Yeah, I mean, I think we had ten hits in that game, mm -hmm. so it just was something where we need to do a better job of of pushing runners across and driving them in. Uh, you know, I mentioned that we kind of had some blue pits and some bloop singles, and you know, one land in behind second base, one land in, <laughs> you know, in between shortstop and left field, and they just, you know, they're hard to get to quickly, and the runners are on the move because it's with two outs, so they're snagging a couple runs on a hit that, you know, shouldn't barely be a single, but um, it's just no man's land. Yeah, and I, I it's 
baseball, softball, it could be an unforgiving game in that regard. And, and boy, that could be so frustrating. You do everything right. It's, you know, it's not a well-hit ball, yeah. but it's, you know, where you, where you place it a lot of times. Yeah, I had uh, Sarah Brickbill was on third base for us at one point during the game, and she had gotten on, on a ball that she got a little bit jammed on and rolled over, but she, you know, snuck it through mm -hmm. um, on the left side of the field by third base and the at-bat before she, you know, hit one on the screws to right field and doesn't fall, and it's just like, you know, you feel great about the hit to right field. You don't feel near as good about the hit to left field, but hey, you got on base. So it's just one of those games that, you know, doesn't always love you. And, and I guess that's that becomes the challenge in the mental side. Anybody's played it long enough, they understand. I mean, that's mm -hmm. how it works. And, and it seems like they do even out. But keeping that, that right mind frame and just, you know, grinding and, yeah. I guess, putting it behind you and coming up with a fresh approach, whether it's in the field or at the plate, is so very important. Yeah, I mean, we just try to get the kids to feel positive about quality at-bats. You know, did you do something that helps the team? Did you hit the ball hard? Did you give yourself a chance? And, um, you know, we try to build confidence in that sense of just making them understand that it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't always have to result in a hit. I mean, that's what we want, but there's a lot of positive things that can come even from an out. It's Tiger Talk here on this Monday. We are right at the bottom of the hour, so let's squeeze in 10 seconds for station identification on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Raise your glass, can, or bottle from Kaiser Liquor and salute all the hardworking Fort Hayes State Athletics. Kaiser Liquor and 14 KEYS Hayes. Back on Tiger Talk here from the Golden Q on this Monday. Gerard Welbrock, head softball coach Adrian Pilkington, chatting about the Tigers' Two losses up in Kearney. Um, uh, Bailey Carlson made the start, went five for you. Six earned, <coughs> excuse me, six earned runs, uh, 12 hits. Um, how did she throw it? Obviously not her best yeah. outing of the year. Yeah, you know, again, I just don't feel like that's really reflective of the way that she threw because she did produce a lot of good outs for us. Um, you know, they're going to scatter, scatter mm -hmm. their hits. They're going to give up hits. It's just, you know, finding ways to minimize that. And she really did almost, you know, have us out of, of a couple jams and just like, fisted a couple balls over the infield so I, th I think she threw a good game I think you know the stats are, feel a little skewed in, in terms of you know what we witnessed and what we watched you know we just made a change because I felt like we needed to you know change the pace and the speed that the batters were facing yeah sometimes I would think pitching changes isn't always about <laughs> hey this pitcher's struggling it's time to mm -hmm. get her out it's more you know, maybe they're figuring her out. Yeah. She's still got good stuff, but then you bring in someone who's completely different, maybe gives yeah. you a chance. Yeah, yeah, and it's they're just a totally different look between the two of them. Mm -hmm. and, and even our whole staff, I mean, we have a very, um, you know, large variety of, of arms on our staff. So it's just there's always that chance that you could kind of throw them off. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the name of the game. What can you do to throw off the other team and their, hit, and their hitters? Yeah, Morgan Schmidt came in, uh, struck out three in an ending of work and gave up just the one hit in the four at bat or batters that – that uh, she faced. Tigers, <coughs> excuse me, end up losing that game 7-2. to two. Back on the road this week, a couple of toughies in um, Pittsburgh and Joplin. Pittsburgh State Friday, Missouri Southern on Saturday. We'll talk about those two contests or two doubleheaders when we return. Again, Tiger Talk on this Monday, live from the Golden Q and Hayes. It's also brought to you by... Adams Brown, where they do more than just run numbers and file tax returns. They work hard to become strategic allies. Adams Brown, strategic allies, and CPAs. More from the Golden Q on Tiger Talk here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. 
It's finally here. The Fort Tavern and Patio Bar in downtown Hayes is now open. What is the Fort? Well, let's just say it's unlike anything in western Kansas. The entertainment is off the charts with axe throwing, duck pin bowling, virtual reality, games, food, and drinks, including a 30-tap self-pour beer wall. The Fort is a complete entertainment center. Kids and adults will love the experience. Now open the Fort Tavern and Patio Bar, 109 West 7th, next to Defiance Brewing in downtown Hayes. Their roots run deep in Kansas, and the secret to success, that little bit of something extra. At Adams Brown, they believe that business should be simplified. They ease your burdens rather than add to them. They aren't just your CPAs. They're an extended team just for you, a team that will work and grow together with you. That's something extra is service that gets your attention, exceeding expectations. Certified public accountants at Adams Brown, going above and beyond for you. Online at AdamsBrownCPA.com. The most dependable and respected plumbing and mechanical systems provider in our area for 75 years, the Glassman Corporation. They have a long history of large projects and resolving building problems. They're the experts for commercial and residential heating, AC, plumbing, and geothermal systems, and they specialize in applied chillers and boilers of all types. Glassman has techs on the road all over the region every day. Call Glassman Corporation, 1-800-662-4318. That's 1-800-662-4318 and at glassmancorp.com. Complete expert service and repair for whatever you drive. That's what you'll find in GNL Tire and Automotive. Over the decades, they've kept up with all the changes, and they always give you a free estimate and answer any questions you might have before any work is done. And of course, tires is in GNL Tires' name because they have a complete line of tires for all vehicles, situations, and budgets. GNL Tire and Automotive on the bricks in downtown Hayes. Welcome back to Tiger Talk, live from the Golden Q in Hayes, just two blocks east of campus. If the game's on, they're open. Four-day state softball on the road this weekend. They'll be heading to Pittsburgh for a doubleheader with the Gorillas on Friday, and then two in Joplin on Saturday. A couple of teams right around that 500 mark in, in conference play, and obviously uh, you guys start 0-4, so Big road week for you guys to try to get that first conference win and just kind of keep your head above water and hope that you can get on a little bit of run like you see a lot of teams do. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly uh, within our reach. So, you know, we're kind of lucky we just haven't quite gotten as many conference games mm -hmm. in as everybody else. So, um, you know, we've got an opportunity to kind of strike and, and come from behind here a little bit. So, you know, I don't feel too concerned with the fact that, you know, we've, we haven't won our first two doubleheaders. There's still a lot of time mm -hmm. for us to recover. Well, you look at Pittsburgh State and a big challenge for your pitching staff. I mean, it seems like that's, this is every year, but they lead the conference at hitting. They lead a home runs. They have 73 doubles. That's the most. Uh, the most runs scored, almost 250. Obviously, they hang their hat on their offense, and they've been good at that for a long time. Yeah, that seems to have been their MO for quite a while now. And, I mean, it's not necessarily a great thing that we're playing at their park. They've got a really <laughs> short porch and a short fence, so we're going to have to do our part and keep the ball low and keep them off balance. Just going to ask you, what is the challenge for your pitching staff in this doubleheader on Friday with a team that can hit it so well and relies on the long ball so much? I think for us it's just going to be working a low zone, keeping an off speed, and then just making sure that we take opportunities to minimize, uh, you know, damage and opportunities that they have. So, you know, just convert on our end on two outs, make sure we're getting that last one. And, and I mean, they're going to they're gonna get their hits. So, you know, we just got to understand that going in and we got to find a way to produce our outs. Yeah, I guess big thing, get through the big boppers and have 
as few on base as possible, those don't become three, you know, two, three run overs. Yeah, I mean, we got to make sure that we, you know, we mind our P's and Q's on the kids that we need to produce outs on, and we need to produce, you know, effectively on the kids that that do swing the bat well. All right, man, Missouri Southern, uh, they're they're one game above 500 overall, sitting at four and four in, in the conference. Uh, a little scouting report on them. Yeah, um, they do a decent job uh, on both sides of the ball. They're another team that kind of relies on their hitting a little bit, um, but they have uh, some good pitching. Uh, we saw that last year when obviously we faced local Bailey Lacey. So uh, <laughs> yeah. you know she did a really nice job of just keeping us keeping up, keeping us off balance and and low. So you know I think that's probably what we're going to see from their staff a little bit of versatility in different arms. But um, you know we're just going to have to do our part and making sure that we're putting the bat on the ball and getting square barrels. Well, as you said, another, and it's another opportunity for this young team, another experience, see how they respond, and mm-hmm. hopefully they've taken what happened to Carney with them and a uh, chance to get a little bit better and maybe, you know, steal a game or two, and then all of a sudden you feel you're right back in the middle of this thing. Yeah, I mean, we're right there, and we're doing some good things, and I feel like most of the time when I challenge them, uh, you know, in practice we come out and, and we do a little bit better at it the next game. So, um, you know, we're just trying to continue to piece it together, and uh, we're at a good point in season to kind of hit our stride, so that's what we're looking for. All right, sounds good. Well, good luck. Go get a couple conference wins. Heck, get all four of them. That'd be even better. <laughs> yes, but, sir. Uh, Appreciate you coming by here today, and have a good week. Thanks for having us. There you go. That is uh, head softball coach Adrian Pilkington here on Tiger Talk. Again, they're back to conference play this weekend on the road to Pitt State and Missouri Southern. Tiger Talk brought to you in part today by BTI, your John Deere dealer, Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Ness City, and Pratt BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. We'll take a break. Jared Goodale, the Tiger baseball coach, will join us after the break here on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. It's finally here. The Fort Tavern and Patio Bar in downtown Hayes is now open. What is the Fort? Well, let's just say it's unlike anything in western Kansas. The entertainment is off the charts with axe throwing, duck pin bowling, virtual reality, games, food, and drinks, including a 30-tap self-pour beer wall. The Fort is a complete entertainment center. Kids and adults will love the experience. Now open the Fort Tavern and Patio Bar, 109 West 7th, next to Defiance Brewing in downtown Hayes. Vision. Value. Integrity. Being a part of a sports team means you are a part of something bigger than yourself. You are a member of a team. What you do on and off the field adds value. When you suit up and give it your all, you walk off that field with a sense of integrity. You see, many of the folks at Commercial Builders were athletes too, and they've built their company around those principles. Commercial Builders. Vision, value, and integrity in your construction solutions. Care specials store wide all month long at your local Napa Auto Parts store gives auto supply in Hayes. Mobile One Motor Oil 5 Quart Jug $29.95. Receive free speaker cooler with purchase or buy single quart for $5.99. Check out Napa Exact Fit Beam Wiper Blades and save $10 per pair. Plus, Scott Shop Tiles $219 per roll. Take advantage of these specials and many more at Gibbs Auto Supply 13th Street in Hayes. Rungart Hauer CPAs help clients find solutions to their tax, accounting, and business problems. Our experienced accountants want to help you too. We have offices in Hayes and Garden City. Our remote capabilities allow us to also serve clients that don't live near our office locations. If you have problems and need solutions, please contact us. Rungart Hauer CPAs. We can help. We do that.
Welcome back to Tiger Talk. We're live at the Golden Q. If the game's on, they're open. Tiger Talk presented in part today by GNL Tire and Automotive, reminding you before you hit the road, you may have a spring and summer vacation coming up. Stop on by GNL Tire. They've got drive, uh, tires for all your needs, driving concerns and budgets. Plus, they've got complete automotive service and repair. Uh, GNL Tire and Automotive on the bricks in downtown Hayes. Joined now by head baseball coach Jared Goodale. Tigers come up short in three games at, at Pittsburgh Stadium. We kind of touched about it last week. It seems like these series, you have one game that's just it's a bad game for whatever reason, and one you probably should have won and right there in the second one that could have gone either way you're right there in the game and that's kind of the formula again unfortunately couldn't couldn't find a way to scratch into the win column yeah that you hit the nail on the head on that one uh game one was not not a good one uh, it was it was okay early and then uh and then the big inning but uh you know i thought the guys bounced back in game two and game three and, and, it, and especially game two it was kind of a step in the right direction and then i thought like I said, we we were right there on uh, yesterday and, and had a chance to win that one and just just didn't didn't get it done. Yeah, and I would think obviously when, when you're 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 scratching and crawling trying to get wins and and you're in a game like that where it looks like it's going to happen. That'd been a big win. Pitt State's what second place in the conference. They've got a good club. That'd have been a a huge win. I'd imagine the mental side of things as it becomes a challenge because you guys were right there and just could not get it done. Yeah, you know it started in the series. Um, you know, after after last weekend, uh, you know, we're kind of getting to the point where everybody's frustrated and just, you know, when something bad happens, it's it's like even early in the game, it just it snowballs and they just think that that's it. But so we, we had a good talk about that. And, and uh, you know, I, I like I said, game two and game three were, were a lot better in, in game three. Uh, you know, we man, we thought we thought we had them. You know, we had a we had a chance. Uh, we definitely had uh, a few few batters that could have been rang up in that eight, eighth inning that were not. And, uh, you know, the good thing is, though, Mason Holton threw the ball really well. Yeah, that's good and, ask you about and uh, you know, even in that inning, you know, he threw the ball really well and it just it just didn't work out. Yeah, it looks bad for him. Gives up four in the in the eighth. But I think he set a season high, struck out five in, in his um, his uh, two two thirds innings of work. Um, walk three, and as you said, some of those could have gone either way. But that's a that's a you know freshman. That's a that's an exciting sign. He he struggled a bit at the plate. It looks like as of late, which young guys. I mean, this is to be expected. He started out really hot, good defensive guy, but uh, certainly one of those youngsters that uh, you, you could start to to build around a little bit. That was a great sign on the mound. Yeah, he looked really sharp. You know, he came in and and uh, I think struck out the side in his first inning, and then uh, he was cruising. You know, he gets the first out in the eighth. You know, we get the five four lead and gets the first first guy in the eighth and then one two to their seven hole and uh, hangs a breaking ball and uh, you know base it up the middle and then uh you know their eight hole we thought we thought he was struck out it looked pretty good everybody thought it was pretty good but it ended up being a walk uh they get a pinch hitter and and uh again a hard hit ball to our third baseman's left uh, and we'd move connor kessler to third and because he did he did a good job in games two and three in the, at short for us and um you know, he hits his glove, you know, and, and, and stays with it, but couldn't get an out uh, at first. You know, if he catches it cleanly, he'd probably turn it. And then you got the one, two, three coming up in the ninth. And um, that's just the way things have been yeah. going this year for us. Unfortunately, it comes down to one play or one 
uh, one pitch, one call here and there. It's amazing how how that happens, and uh, and it does make it make it tough. You mentioned game one; it was fourteen to one. You're you're kind of hanging around, and then they put the the seven spot up, and and it's funny how sometimes it's almost easier to come back from those because I mean. Game game was what it was, and it sounds like your team did a did a pretty good job of that. Yeah, we talked about just you know we gotta we gotta take it to another level. I mean, you, we've got a, a lot of these guys, like I said, it, it's new and new to college baseball, and but we got some other guys that are you know uh, been around for a while. So we we got to take it to a new level from a competitive standpoint and, and compete like you've never competed before. And, and uh, you know at this point, it's like we you know I think there some guys are still playing afraid not to fail and at this point it's like what you know let it rip you know like let's let's let it whatever happens happens but you know play with some comp you know plays play loose and play you know not afraid to fail and it's funny i mean i think it works in every sport but especially baseball softball if you go with that approach i mean it's almost guaranteed you're going to fail you can't you can't approach it that way yeah and that's it's a game of failure you know And, and it's and then you know, when the when the wins aren't happening, and you're finding ways to lose, and, and you know, like let's try something different. Mm-hmm. You know, we we, you know, whatever pressure you're putting on yourself, it's not it's not helping us. So uh, we got we got to mix it up, and we got to try something different. You, you mentioned some of the veteran guys. I mean, has that been maybe the most frustrating? I mean, guys, you thought and and. and, and not all of them because, I mean, you can look, Grant Schmidt's having a great year, and you, you figured he would, and there's others. But then, you know, some of the pitching staff, some of the veteran arms who pitched well last year and all signs where they were going to have a great year, just it, it hasn't correlated this season. It's got to be frustrating for you, for them, for everybody. Absolutely, you know, and that's that's the hard part of it. And, and then you start, you just kind of get beat down, you know, and you start expecting to lose, which you can't, you can't do that in baseball. And, and uh but it it has been frustrating. I think uh, I definitely didn't anticipate this happening this year, and I think the guys, did, you know, the same way. But it's like, well, it's happening. What are we going to do to to fix it? And uh, you know, sometimes when you get to that point where you just you you know you let go of the results and and just and just play and 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 try to forget about you know what you've done so far this season, your numbers or whatever, and and and, and treat it as a new opportunity each day with it, like. Like it's game one, and and that's the challenge though, because when you when you build up enough baggage and you've, you've made enough mistakes uh, throughout the year so far to find ways to lose a game, that's that's the challenge of the whole thing. Jacob Benz, but he'd be one. He gave up four runs, didn't record an out. He pitched so well last year, and and you're excited when he came back, and he had a great summer when he was picked up by the Larks down the down the down the stretch, and uh, and, and not just to call him out, but there's there's others like that, but. Uh, been able to pinpoint what what has been the struggle because i know for pitching it'd be just like a fine line of of when you're going well and when you're you're struggling like this yeah okay confidence you know and and uh, you know confidence in this game is so so important you know whether at the plate or on the mound uh, you know i think everybody that's you know had some success on the team that you, uh, you were just asking about you know this is hard for all of them and 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 so i think everybody's putting a lot of pressure even more pressure on themselves and and it's a team game though you know and if you can just get to a point where you just do your job and everybody's doing their job um and just like i said dominate the routine plays do the basics throw strikes you know change speeds compete you know and and i think everybody's the guys that have been struggling, they're they're trying to trying to do too much, you know, trying to do too much of the play, trying to do too much uh, instead of just trusting the guys behind you and the guys around you. 
the second game, you you felt gave up a four in the second, and then kind of hung in there and got behind and got the three runs in the in the top of the ninth and had had a chance for more. But a good sign of, of you know that fight and keep battling and. Uh, Boy, one more hit here or there, you really put some pressure on those guys down the stretch. Yeah, you know, there was a few guys this weekend that I thought pitched better than what their line indicated. Um, you know, Hunter Parker was one. Uh, you know, they, they got a couple guys in their lineup that can really run. Their middle infielders can really run, and, and they they know how to use their speed. They they, they can chop it into the ground and, and, and beat them out and, and – um, you know, get pitchers moving around, get get guys sped up, and but uh, felt like every one of those just were just out of the reach, or they mm-hmm. just would beat it by a half a step. But uh, uh, Hunter Parker, you know, settled in and was throwing up zeros, and then and then hung an O two breaking ball to the nine hole, and he hits one out, and uh, and that kind of ended his day. And then even Jacob Douglas, I thought he threw the ball pretty well, and you look at their lines, and it's like, man, I thought he, <laughs> you know, they just found ways to score right. runs. But it's funny when teams are going. That's what happens, and when teams aren't, that's what happens. Yep, those two out hits and and just everything seems right out of the reach or just a half step, and um, you know it just gets mad. We know our mar- our margin error is pretty thin. We got we got to play well to win, and in, in, in all three facets, and and uh, so it's just it's frustrating when those things you know you don't make those plays or you don't get those. Uh, when they just just are out of reach or different things like that. Well, the Tigers will be back in action tomorrow. They've got a non-conference or a, a, a conference game, a midweek conference game with the uh, Newman Jets. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the weekend in Joplin against Missouri Southern and a whole lot more. Tiger Talk is brought to you by the Taco Shop, where you can download their app, get the full menu, make your order, whether you're calling it in, getting it to go, or having it delivered, the Taco Shop You've never had it so good. We will take a break. More baseball with Jared Goodale, head coach of the Tigers, after this time out on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. It's finally here. The Fort Tavern and Patio Bar in downtown Hayes is now open. What is the Fort? Well, let's just say it's unlike anything in western Kansas. The entertainment is off the charts with axe throwing, duck pin bowling, virtual reality, games, food, and drinks, including a 30-tap self-pour beer wall. The Fort is a complete entertainment center. Kids and adults will love the experience. Now open the Fort Tavern and Patio Bar, 109 West 7th, next to Defiance Brewing in downtown Hayes. Every day, you have the power to make your story better. To find purpose, let go of fears, enjoy more conveniences, take risks. At Golden Belt Bank, we're here to help every story we're a part of shine brighter. Let's write the next chapter together. This is banking one story at a time. Golden Belt Bank, one story at a time. Visit goldenbeltbank.com, member FDIC. It's a fact. We use our internet more than ever before, with many of us spending seven hours a day online and houses having more than 10 devices connected. With all that, you need more speed. So it's no wonder that more people choose Nextech. Switch to Nextech Internet and get a $100 credit. Already a customer? Get a faster speed for your current price. Get more speed more consistently for all your devices at Nextech.com. With a new month comes new specials at the Taco Shop. Let's get to it. Cheese quesadilla is $3.29, bean burrito $2.09, chicken burrito $4.29, and the pork taco salad is $5.59. The Taco Shop gives you three different ways to order. You can stop in at 333 West 8th Street, call ahead, or use the app. Come on down to the Taco Shop. You 
Final segment here on Tiger Talk. We're live at the Golden Q where the, the game's on. They're open. Stop on by. Great food and drink specials every day. Of course, their burger of the month. And uh, great, great place to watch the ball game. And of course, opening day getting closer. Uh, lots of college basketball, women's tournament tonight. Of course, the big games this weekend, KU on Saturday. You can find it all here at the Golden Q at the Games On. They're open. Talking baseball with Coach Jared Gadea. We mentioned a little bit about game three. What a, it was a great game yesterday. It looked like you had them, and then unfortunately they come through and the Gorillas get four runs in the, the bottom of the eighth inning. But uh, you had to be proud of your guys. They, they battled and, and uh, got some key home runs from Connor Kessler and, and Grant Schmidt at a three-run shot to, to give you that lead in the, in, in the sixth inning. I mean, you, you came up with some timely hits, just couldn't quite get out of it there in that, in that eighth inning, but you guys really battled. And hopefully some momentum and good signs to build forward from. Yeah, for sure. I thought the last couple of games, you know, I, th- I think on game one it, it was a little kind of beat down, you know, mm-hmm. feeling a little sorry for yourselves. And, and uh, I thought we picked it, picked it up uh, Saturday and Sunday and, um, we did. We played well, you know. And again, Grant Schmidt hits a three-run home run to take us lead right before that, or two batters before that. We had a freshman in the two-hole that thought uh, ball three was ball four and gets picked off at first, and and uh, and then we, Brady walks and Grant hits a home run. Could have been a grand slam. It's just been things like that. It's like things that just cannot happen that that have been happening in key moments. But uh, the guys, the guys battled hard. They played hard. Um, Connor Kessler, you know, start uh, in the second, hitting a two home, two run home run, kind of right off the foul pole out yeah. of the blue. It just kind of went from uh, we first two guys get up, and then Trey gets a base hit, and then, and then first pitch he hits one, and, and that gave us a little spark, you know. And uh, Jake Campbell threw the ball really well, and even again when they answered with two, I don't, I don't know if the ball left the infield, and, and uh, but. Uh, you know, Connor gave us a good spark this weekend. You mentioned earlier Mason uh, Holton, uh, one of your young guys, uh, third baseman, pitched. He, he's a he's a two two way guy, and you've got a lot of those. I know you like to have those two way guys who can uh, both pitch, both play the field, can hit and do all of that. How do you determine? I mean, how much do you use them as a pitcher? How much do you use them in the field? How, how do you go about all of that in in balancing that act where they can be effective in both 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 categories? I well, guess I, I don't think I've done a real good job of it this year. <laughs> so, uh, especially with him, you know, he he's a good arm, and and um, you know, we pitched him a little early. I think one appearance earlier, maybe two, and. I think he threw good his first one, and then uh, when we were at Drury, he just, he it was and they in a good offensive club, and then he's been playing third for us and and uh, so much, and and uh, he's really good defensively, and he's had a hard time getting him out, and but we we he's got a pitch, you know, he's he's in Cade Flaherty's another guy, like he, yeah. we haven't we need to throw him more and and. Uh, just because there's a couple of our top arms. And so it was really good to see Macy. He looked fresh. He, you know, we were thinking about maybe even starting him uh, tomorrow if he didn't throw uh, this weekend. But, you know, I think the, some of the two-way guys for us, it's been challenging because they're, like, right there offensively um, it, w- uh, with some other guys, but nobody's really kind of stepped up offensively. But we're at the point now, like, we got to get him on the mound. And, and even if we got to, you know, take a step back defensively on in, in another area, it's, it's we got to get some more best arms in there. Well, it seems like that 
right now is the challenge? I mean, offensively, yes, you could always be better, but you're you're hanging in there. You're scoring enough runs by and large in most games. It's that consistent pitching seems to be the missing element right now. Yeah, giving giving us a chance early, and and uh, you know that was the, another hard part about like Zach Berg. Well, Sammy Sanchez was out this yeah. weekend. He had a, he's battling a toe and uh, only threw two innings last weekend, and so we kind of had to. You know who do we start? And, and uh, Zach Berg's been really throwing the ball well and out of the bullpen for us. But uh, you know he didn't look as good uh, to, to start that game, and, and, and he settled in um, and, and threw it a little bit better as, as we went. But to, to start, he just didn't he didn't look all that good. And, and uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess well, a work in progress, as they say. Newman tomorrow, midweek conference, says the MIAA goes back to those. And a wild one. You got a big road win two weeks ago down in Wichita. Obviously, they're having a good year, above 500. They're they're hanging it in there. This will be a, a good one to get. And um, it's going to be windy. It's going to be blowing in, which doesn't necessarily mean it's a great day to pitch. It's, just, it's, it's a different day to pitch. But obviously, another opportunity at home against a team you know you've beaten. So this becomes a, a big ball game to try to build off of what happened on Sunday and, and find a way to, to get back into that win column. Yeah, for sure. You know, they, they, uh, they just beat UCO two mm-hmm. out of three at UCO and pitched it really well and um they got a good club they do they can swing a little bit and um it's 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 interesting with the the midweek mm-hmm. pitching and um you know it, it, you know, have a chance to win a series you know I know it's a midweek series but it's still a conference series and and we haven't had a chance to do that a whole lot this year and and so you know hopefully the guys you know have been being back at home and um, you know, I think hopefully the guys uh, take advantage of that. How, how do you go about those midweek pitching wise and, and, and with what you did over the weekend? Is it more of a pitching by committee uh, when you go about these midweek games? Yeah, well, with, with Sammy, uh, you know, being kind of questionable for this weekend, it was like, well, let's just keep him back and, and, and throw him on Tuesday, even if it's for a couple innings. And, and uh, so we did that the day before, you know, we were, uh, so we have them, we kept a few others back and then, uh, you know, some of the guys that threw maybe Friday or Saturday can come back and, you know, you try to keep some pitching for, right. for, for that midweek game, well, just because it matters just like the week. It's, it's a conference game. Exactly. Yeah. Just, uh, and everybody's in the same boat. So it's just always interesting how that handles and We'll have it for you tomorrow right here on KAYS 440 with the auto world pregame coach. We appreciate the time as always. We will see you out at the ballpark tomorrow afternoon. All right. Thanks, Gerard. There you go. It's Jared Goodale, head coach of the Tigers. Again, that'll be a 5 o'clock first pitch. So coming off work, head on out to Larks Park. We'll have it for you beginning at 440 with our Auto World pregame show. Tiger Talk presented again today by GNL Tire and Automotive, BTI, Adams Brown, the Hayes Orthopedic Institute, Golden Belt Bank, and the Taco Shop. And, of course, we're live at the Golden Q. If the game's on, they're open. Back here next Monday for another edition of Tiger Talk on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction.